So welcome back to the podcast, Live 220. I'm Ed Weiler, and it has been a minute since we've been together. Uh, so much has changed over this last uh, year, uh, and I have just been in the process of trying to get back together and, and get my stuff all lined up so that we can begin this podcast and get it started and do what it is intended to do. And what it is intended to do is to encourage, to equip and empower and engage others to live what I call a 220 life. A 220 life is basically just deciding we're going to live life to the fullest and we're going to seize every day. That's what Paul told the Ephesians when he said, you know, the days are evil, but seize the moment seize the day. Or as my friends in Honduras like to say, otro dia, otro aventura. And that means another day and another venture. You know, it's funny that Jesus would say, today, give us our daily bread. Or Paul would write, today, if you hear the Lord's voice. It seems like throughout scripture, what we hear is the Lord saying, today, today. Like, live the fullness today. Don't wait till tomorrow to do it, but live for fullness today. And so that's what I want to do with this podcast. And, and we're going to try some new things, and I'm hoping that we will continue to just uh, weekly, and uh, as many times we put this on there, have new people on here. And, and I'm just trying to learn how to do all of this. So if you have any suggestions, please feel free to email me, text me, uh, call me, whatever, uh, to help me. I want to be the best. I want it to be the best for you. I want to hopefully help put some things into your life that will that will help you live 220. Because that's what we are called to do. And 2.20 comes from uh, the scripture in Galatians 2.20, where Paul writes to them and says, I'm crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. This life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And that's what I want to do, to die to myself and to live for him because he's living inside of me. And the power that raised Jesus from the dead is living in me. And that's what I want for you, to live it and to live it to the full. Like I said at the beginning, there's been so much that's changed in the last year of my life. Uh, I left one church and took some time off and spent some time in Honduras and some other things that my wife and I were doing. And then eventually, after 36 years of being away from a church where we attended when we first were married, we were asked to come back and we believe God led us to this place to be youth pastors again. First time in a long time that I've been a youth pastor and uh, it's good for my soul. It's good for me uh, as a, a minister of the gospel that I get the opportunity to hopefully impart and, uh, you know, equip and, and just learn to love a new generation and help them become the body of Christ and help them to be a part of the kingdom of God. Uh, I'm so excited for them. I'm so excited for the teenagers that, that I get to work with and, and for others that God has allowed me over this last year just to get to meet because I see it and I think and I know that God's got his hand in this and the church. The church is in good hands, uh, whether people think that or not. There are a lot of kids out there, a lot of teenagers, a lot of young adults that just want to love Jesus. They just want to live it to the full. They don't want something fake. They don't want something that's not authentic. They want the real deal, and they want Jesus. And so that's what Live 220 is all about, this whole podcast about doing it real and doing it right. Uh, because you know what? We may not always have the right answers, but we can be real. And that's what I hope to do and hope for you that 
uh, you can get from this podcast. So today, I just want to share something with you. And uh, again, it's our first one in a long while, but I just want to share something with you because maybe you were where I was a year or so ago. You know, sometimes we get tired. We get tired in this thing called uh, the walk. Uh, and we're just not for sure. Not that we don't love Jesus. So we're not trying to follow him. We just get tired. That happens on a walk. That happens on a run. We get tired. And sometimes we need somebody just to come along and just lift our arms up, just to be there for us. And and then in the same regard, we need to do that for other people. But there's a story in the Bible. It's found in the Old Testament, and it's found in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 17. And it's the story of this uh, of Moses and the children of Israel. And they, the people had been uh, been delivered from Egypt, and but yet in that moment they find themselves doing what many of us do. You know, when we're not moving forward, when we're sitting still, it's easy to complain. It's easy to to look at others and and see that they have something you don't have, or or they're doing something you wish you were doing, and and so we begin to complain and that's what they had done. They were complaining that they didn't have water. They didn't have the things that the people back in Egypt and they actually had said, man, wouldn't it be better for us to go back there? And so the Lord provided as he always does. But right off of that, there comes a moment when these people, the Amalekites come against the children of Israel. And so these people are tired. The Israelites are tired, uh, and Moses especially is tired. But he tells uh, Joshua, he tells Joshua, go choose some guys, and we're going we're gonna to come against this army tomorrow. And he said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand on the top of this hill over here, and I'm going to hold up this staff, this rod of God, in my hand. And so that's what Joshua did. Joshua did exactly what Moses had asked him to do. And he got these people and they began to have this encounter with the Amalekites, the Israelites on one side, the Amalekites on the other side. And they're going at at this battle against one another. Sometimes I think that's what's happening in us. We, we're, we're coming against this, uh, this battle. And when we know that there are people who are standing up for us, we are able to continue to fight the battle, to be able to go forward. And so the, the scripture tells us, the, the writer in Exodus tells us that, that Moses and two other guys, one named Aaron and one named Hur, they climbed to the top of the hill. It says that Moses was standing there. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand and his arms were raised, there was this, this uh, sense of we can do this, we can win. And as long as he did that, Israelite always had the advantage. They had the advantage over the Amalekites. But like I said, sometimes we're doing so much and, and it seems like we're all by ourselves. And that's what it seemed like Moses. Moses is holding this staff up all by himself. His arms are raised up. And, and it says that whenever he got tired, he would drop his hands. And when that would happen, the Amalekites would gain the advantage. Sometimes I think in our lives, that's what happens. As long as we are around a community of faith and we're with them people, and we're able to have our arms lifted up and we'll be able to be encouraged and, and equipped and empowered to do what God has us to do, we have the advantage. But the minute that we begin to get tired, the minute that we begin to step away from those people who have invested in our life, those people who love us, who are praying for us and care for us. It seems our arms drop, we get tired, and the enemy has the advantage. And so when his arms would get tired, uh, he, he couldn't hold him up. So here's what would happen. Aaron and Ur, would, they found the stone, and they sat Moses on it. And they stepped behind him, one on one side, one on the other side, and they began to take his arms and hold them up.
And when they held his arms up, again, the Israelites had the advantage and they held his hand steady. It says until sunset, until the, the, the sun was going down, they held his hands up. And as they held his hands up, Joshua and the Israelites overwhelmed the Amalekites and they won the battle. You see, that's what Live 220 is about. Live 220 is, yes, we want to live it to the full, but we can't do it alone. We need people who are going to be on on our left and on our right, those people that will come around us and they will uh, hold our arms up when, when we get tired. They will pray for us. They will encourage us. They will comfort us when, when, we're, when we're going some going through some tough battles, battles that sometimes we would just be uh, willing to just say, you know what, I'm done. I give up. I give in. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this anymore. But God doesn't want the enemy to have that advantage over you. And I think that's why that God put us together and had community and why community is so important to us. Because when we have community, we can find comfort in others. We can find comfort in them. And then in place of that, there'll be times when there'll be people that we're going to come alongside and we're going to lift their arms up. We're going to comfort them. We're going to encourage them. We're going to do everything we can to keep them in the battle, keep them at the advantage, not to have a disadvantage. And so Paul wrote to the Corinthians and, and he was talking about how that all of us go through different things. And, and he says this in Corinthians chapter 2, Second uh, Corinthians chapter one, and he says, "All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in our troubles, so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us." So, this whole concept of coming alongside someone, to come alongside them, and to lift their arms up when they're tired. It, it comes from the thought that God put us in community so that we can comfort one another, that we can cheer one another on. We can lift one another up because today I might not need the cheering up. Today I might not need the comfort, but I can comfort someone else. And then there may be a day when I need cheering up and that same person can come alongside me and comfort it. So we can't do it alone. And we can't do this walk alone. And and when Solomon wrote and he said two are great, but three together, man, that's a strong tie. So my encouragement to you today is this, to know that you're not alone, that you are being prayed for, that there are people that love you and you may not see them, uh, but there are people, if you can think back, who have encouraged you, who have lifted you up, who have said they want the best for you. So I would encourage you today, and that's what I want to do. I want to lift your arms up and say, you know what? You can make this. You can do this. God has great plans for you. Maybe you haven't seen that in a while, and you're, you're questioning him, but God is faithful. You see, because what Moses did at the end of that story was he took that place, and he named that place a place called Jehovah Nisai, Yahweh Nisai. 
And basically what that meant was, you're my banner. It's in this place that I remember when I went to war and, and we went to war and you were the one who was my banner and that you were raised up high. You know, that's an interesting thing that whenever you see a banner, when you see a team, then they have their banner. And I can think about different sports teams that I know and they run out onto the court or they run out onto the field and they have this flag and that flag represents the school that they represent. And, and it just says, hey, we're here. That we can raise up that banner, that banner that the Lord is faithful, that the Lord always provides, and that today we could just cry out to him and say, you are my Yahweh Nisai. You are my banner. You're the one that I want to lift high. And sometimes when we can't lift him up, when we can't do it, someone comes along, lifts our hands up and says, he's my banner. So you need those people. I've told this story many times, but I just want to share it as we close today. And it's about a time when I was running a marathon and I was, uh, I was, I did pretty well until I got into about the 17th or 18th mile and I'm getting tired. And really it was, it was one of those things. I just, I, I thought about quitting. I mean, I'd come that far, but I was tired and I was running and I found myself all alone uh, on the road. And, and as I'm running down the street and I can still see it to this day, and I can hear it, and, and I'm in my mind thinking, I'm just so tired, I just want to give up. And, and then all of a sudden, I heard the, this clap. It was a faint clap, but I could hear this clap. And then it got louder. And as I ran, I turned my head over and looked to my right. And there, sitting in a chair, getting up out of the chair, was this elderly lady, probably about 70, 75 years old. And she was clapping. She's clapping. And she's saying, Come on, runner, you can make it. Come on, runner, you can make it. Oh, for that moment, I can't tell you what that did to me. It inspired me. It encouraged me that I wasn't alone, that there was one lady sitting there, but she was encouraging me. She was saying, come on, runner, you can make it. And that's what I want to do today, encourage you and to tell you, come on, runner, you can make it. The Bible tells us that we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. We are surrounded by those who are cheering us on. We are surrounded by those who have gone before us and who are saying, hey, look, I know it's tough. I know it's hard, but you can make it. So today, find those people that you can surround yourself with. Find those people that you can encourage and know that someday they'll probably encourage you, that you can comfort so that they can comfort you. You can't do this alone. And don't wait. Again, Jesus never talks about tomorrow as such. He says tomorrow has enough of its own, but today. So in as much as it's called today, do it. Seize the day. Seize the day. Take this day and say, whatever you have for me today, Lord, let's do it. Whatever it is you want to do. Let's do it. So, hey, I'm excited. Again, we're starting the podcast. We're uh, rebooting it, per se, and I want to do it the best that I can. So if you have any anything that you would like to share, write it in the comments. Uh, let me know. Uh, I'm excited to just once again be back on here with you. So until we do the next one, hopefully within the next couple of days, we'll put another one up here. But until then, just know that you are loved that we want the best for you and we're encouraging you and praying that you too will come along and live a life 220 and live it to the full. Hey, listen, you make it a great day and know you are the one that God loves. Until next time.